All right, uh, Illini Basketball Podcast, episode number 119. I had to put my headset on, headphones on, because the it. I think the AirPods were the issue. Uh, <laughs> and now you. I don't like the way this looks. And I also can't hear anything because I forgot to change them. Okay. Uh, episode 119, season preview. Very good start. Now I got my phone volume on. <laughs> Another uh, great introduction. Good start, though. Good start. Not gonna, yeah. So here bright and early. He's excited. Now you're muted to me, unless that's just me. It might just be me. Well, now we can't even talk to each other. Um, (laughs) why can't I hear anything? Steve says, Hey guys, started watching the line in 1972. Uh, so this is my 50th year as an line. I just can't hear him. Uh, you go ahead and talk. I'm trying to talk. Doesn't get any better. This is going to be great. Best podcast in basketball. Thanks, Steve, for the nice words. Um, Ethan can't hear, so I don't know what we're going to do. Um, do right. we want to stop it and start again? <laughs> oh, this is a mess. So we might be right back. Hold on. Okay, well, I guess it's just going to be me, guys. Uh, Ethan's trying to figure things out. We're not st- stopping and restarting. Um, so here we go. Uh, this is uh, going to be a, a good size show. Uh, we got uh, a lot of things to talk there about. There we go. Jesus. He is back. Uh, I was ready to just stop it and start again. So um, I rambled for about three minutes. It's a good hold. That was a good hold. Uh, yeah. Uh, season preview predictions. I mean, this is a great start. If this is in the end, any indication of how the season's going to go. Season, yeah. Woo, that is not yeah. good. That is not good. Uh, but I mean, I feel like there's a lot to talk about. I get, I mean, the Quincy thing, I guess we'll get to that. That was kind of, yeah, you know, not so, too much evaluation. Then we have yeah. the secret scrimmage and the other stuff. Yeah, and so Underwood talking his team up, you know, there were some, some games played, if you want to call them that. Uh, yeah, the Kansas secret scrimmage and Quincy. But first, we're going to go into uh, Underwood. He was on uh, Rothstein's. College hoops today, and in that Underwood said that this is the best team he's had one through ten since he's been in Illinois. Um, he said, "Quote: Yes, we've had great players like Io and Kofi, but one through ten, this is the best r- roster. We've got depth, we've got versatility. He loves that word, by the way, and we've got skill. Um, now, I guess this is one through nine. As many of you know, Luke Goody went down in the secret scrimmage." Um, Underwood called it an effort play where he was just going for the ball and stepped on somebody else's foot. Uh, he fractured his foot, had surgery. Um, and from the sounds of it, from what Luke Goody put out on Twitter, he's not going to be back until the second half of the season. So, um, and, and according to Underwood, he was penciled in as a starter at the time, um, which I, I, I kind of questioned. And then I saw how well Illinois shot in that uh, Quincy game. And then I'm like, oh, maybe he should be starting, but uh, it's all right. <laughs> well, uh, Illinois has to shoot better, right? That's what I think we said that a lot last year. So um, this year, I think we're going to be saying it a lot again. Uh, Underwood did talk about Ty Rogers, um, and we'll talk more about him, about the Quincy game and stuff. But he said, quote, he's been exceptional. He's got great positional size, especially if he plays point guard for us at times which I kind of questioned this, but he did play. uh, He brought the ball up a few times against Quincy. I thought he did okay with it. Um, He said that he's going to be, quote, an impact guy. 
So uh, Ty Rogers, I, I will talk about it, but I think Ty Rogers should start. Uh, we'll get into that more uh, later on. And then the last thing I have here from uh, the college hoops today was Underwood saying, quote, I'm back to my days as a junior college coach in terms of putting a team together. We're going to be a different team as the season progresses because we haven't been together before. We've already seen that. We're a much different team than the first day of practice. Last year, I knew what we had. This year, we're figuring out. But we've got versatility. We've got shooting. And we've got a lot of really good players. So, Underwood, yes, talking the team up as he should. Um, the team is versatile. Do they have shooting? I'm not I'm not totally convinced that they do. I, I don't know. Again, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, I mean, I... I don't think he could say this is the best team he's at. I think he could say it's the best roster if he's going to use the word roster. Right. And that's what I, I think he was trying to say is it's the best one through through 10 or whatever, one through nine, I guess now. But, you know, he I, I guess Illinois just hasn't ever been this deep um, per se since he's been here. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if it's it's the best – you putting your best five guys out there versus putting your best five guys the last couple of years. I don't know if you, you say that, but Underwood's excited. Um, he, I don't think he was very excited at the beginning of that Quincy game, but uh, yeah. Well, I would say that one through nine, one through nine in 2021 might be better than one through nine without Goody this year, if we're going to be honest, but I feel like they're, they don't really have anybody that stands out over anybody like they had with Io and Kofi. I think that's the difference. Yeah. And, you know, versatility, great word, great word usage. That is true. They do have that. Um, but I would like to see us as a fan base be very, very, you know, temper the expectations early in the season. Because if they start out five and three, six and three, Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the world, and I no. I already see now if they lose unless both games unless Vegas, one of those losses is to like Monmouth or something. Yeah, that would be an issue. <laughs> but if they lose both games in Vegas and then they lose two of three between Syracuse, Maryland, and Texas, and you're sitting there, what four four losses? Mm-hmm. I I can already see the freakouts coming. Yeah, at five I, and I, four. Yeah, I think that. Uh... And it's crazy that, you know, we'll get into our predictions and stuff later on, but initially I'm not happy with my prediction because I'm predicting this team to be better than what I think they're probably going to be. So, but I won't be that, I won't be that guy. I won't be that guy yelling at the clouds because Illinois got, you know, 10 losses on the year. So um, in other news, uh, before we get to, to more actual basketball play, uh, just about the team and, you know, where guys are that have have left. Um, Kofi signed a contract with a Japanese team, uh, Niigata Albirex. So he's going to be in Japan. Um, I What do you think of this? Do you, do you, do you, are you surprised? I mean, not surprised that he has to take his talents overseas, but that he, he didn't come back and – you know, make money at Illinois, try to win national player of the year. You know, I've kind of moved past uh, this situation. Um, I think a lot of people think that, I think Underwood thinks it too, that they're going to be better without him. 
I think that could probably be the case, but also you don't really just want to sit like people like Gladdy's gone. It's like he's a back-to-back All-American, and we're just like, oh, we're glad he's gone. It's just yeah. stupid. Yeah, and uh, you know, good for him. He's gonna be playing ball, different type of ball against different players. Yeah, and uh, it's you I know, hope he does well. I hope. Yeah, you know, it's not can... surprising. Yeah, I, I'm. A little bit surprised that he couldn't stick somewhere around the NBA, not like exactly in the NBA, but maybe in the G League. G League, yeah, I'm kind of surprised, but maybe there's more money in Japan. Could be, you know, that's probably got to be a big part of it. So, yeah. Um, uh, The other two guys that are off playing, well, I guess uh, Plummer's off playing somewhere, but I haven't seen anything about him. But Io, uh, we talked about last time, he did get the start. Starting point guard job for the Bulls uh, due to injuries, things like that. But uh, he's been having a pretty good season so far. He's averaging 12.5 points a game, shooting 45% from three, averaging 4.7 rebounds, 3.2 assists, and a block a game. Uh, He had a season-high 22 points against the Celtics, uh, shot 9 of 10 that game, and he was perfect 4 for 4 from three. Uh, I believe that he's currently out – he banged his head against uh, Keldon Johnson's knee uh, going to the hoop or something. And uh, so he was under concussion protocol, came back that game, and I guess he's got some neck lingering neck injury. Um, so we'll see what happens with him, see uh, him get back. Uh, other big news, Trent Frazier, uh, who is playing for ABA Liga. Liga. Um, Liga, Jesus. thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, I've put Ligma down first, so uh, that would have been good there. Um, He's averaging 19 and a half a game, 5.6 assists, and he's shooting 47% from three. Uh, Illinois is going to miss that. Think a little bit. No. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) He did have a career high 31 points in his last game and he went seven to nine from three. So uh, congrats to those guys. Uh, Illinois playing professional basketball. That's, it's always good. Um, whether it's in the NBA or overseas, uh, it's nice to see those guys still still doing well, still playing the game they love. So uh, in other news, uh, ZZ Clark decommits from Illinois uh, in a move I don't think anybody really saw coming. Um, you know, Sky Clark, uh, it's his little brother, of course, and it, it seemed like ZZ helped bring – Sky to Illinois in some ways. Um, of course, Sky, they both they have uh, connections with Tim Anderson, and that's kind of the big reason why they came. There's a conspiracy theory floating around out there, which why not talk about it here? Who cares, right? We're not, we're not real media people. Um, the theory is, and I got this from a friend, he texted this to me, and it said that Illini originally offered ZZ Clark a scholarship and accepted his commitment to help his recruiting profile. Uh, There was agreement that if Illinois landed another guard, which they ended up doing with Trey Gibbs-Lawhorn, his scholarship would end up being void. Do you you believe any of this? Because I really don't. But I think think this is just typical Illinois fandom. They got to come up with a reason why somebody would decommit from Illinois. But, you know, Sky Clark... Or ZZ Clark, he's a three star. I think that he's going to be higher than that once everything you know shakes out. But 
I just thought it was interesting that that he committed so early um, and then decommitted. And in ZZ's statement, he said, uh, after further thought and discussion with my family, I have decided to decommit from Illinois. As much as I love the University of Illinois and their fan base, I would like to reopen my recruitment to make sure I find the best fit for me personally. I appreciate all the love I've gotten from the Fighting Illini family and the support my brother and family who is doing phenomenal there, but it's time for me to blaze my own trail. It sounds to me like he doesn't want to be in his brother's shadows. So I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't really uh, think that this is going to be something that affects them that much. Um, no. It was a good addition at the time. I also one of those things where you just got to be careful about early commitments and uh where they end up and uh you know nothing's guaranteed till they sign the paper so this is there's been many of them in the last couple of years that have ended up in the same situation and uh is what it is uh, i can only assume that alex jones was the one texting you so i'm assuming that that's not going to be true but uh, we'll probably get our show taken down just because i mentioned his name but okay. if you want to talk conspiracy <laughs> theories then that's that's the one who's going to come to you. So I'm assuming that's who texted you, but I don't want to drop any names. Um, so yeah, this, uh, you know, I don't see how this is going to, unless Sky leaves, none of this really matters for being honest. Yeah. Well, he can't go anywhere this year. Right. So yeah. That's and he'll probably good. end up transferring to Kentucky after this season. Everyone's going to freak out. Yeah. Um, all right. On to uh Kansas seeker scrimmage. Uh, tell everybody how you know that Illinois won. Well, uh, number one, Illinois, they won. It's been circulating. People know it. Ask Titus and Tate. That's another show that probably has a lot more viewers than we do, but they know it. People know it. Circulation. Everybody knows Illinois won this thing. And everybody knows that if you read about what Underwood said about it or what Bill Self said about it, I can feel the positivity. I can feel Kansas thinking, well, we got a lot of new guys, a lot of new pieces. We're trying to figure out rotations. I can feel Illinois saying, you know, we have a lot of new guys, but also mysterious, very good team, easy win for Illinois, probably by 20. I'm not going to okay. assume the score, but it was a win. Okay, so uh, this is what happened in the scrimmage, from what I know. Uh, there, were, there was one 20-minute game, three 10-minute quarters, and four four-minute situational periods and segments against his own defense. So I don't know what they won. I mean, if you want to say they won the, a 20-minute game, I guess, yay, go Illinois. I don't know. Um, supposedly, Sky Clark had 18 points, five assists, and four rebounds, which is good. Um, and Sky did say in the last practice before uh, going home for the summer uh, that he felt like he's back to where he used to be said he's felt quote like my old self again so um according to jeff goodman who apparently was there i don't know maybe he, he got a text message from some rando too uh terrence shannon jr and kevin mcculler who are both texas tech transfers amazingly enough were the two best players during the scrimmage um underwood said quote we got exactly what we wanted from today it was good to go up against a different jersey for the first time and play out a number of different situations. Every game went down to the wire, which was a great experience for both teams. So I don't think anybody won by twenty, but you know, Illinois won every game. <laughs> you keep uh, you keep you keep spreading that narrative. 
Um, he also said, quote, there are a lot of things I saw today like that I liked, but also a number of areas where we need to improve on. This is why you have these scrimmages to learn about yourself and get back to work. And he also said, quote, our best players played pretty good, but we've had we've got to have some of the young guys step up and do better. Um, Still one. Okay. Bill Self said, quote, we played a ton of situations in which the games came down to the last 30 seconds. Still one? Yep. Okay. Um, and the last thing I got from this, apparently Underwood and Bill Self had a talk about a future series between Illinois and Kansas, according to Derek Piper of 247. Would you be excited to see that? Absolutely, I would. Okay. <laughs> Do you think Bill Self gets booed every time he comes to Illinois? I don't see why he would. Why he would? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been almost 20 you years. Apparently don't you apparently know, you don't know Illinois fans I, that well. It's been almost 20 years, guys. We got to relax. Yeah. They, uh, that was old, longer than you've been alive, probably. Nope. <laughs> Close enough. All right. On to the next thing. Who is uh, who's Columna Hawkins uh, down at the bottom of the page here about how he's efficient? Nice spelling there. That's what it says on my page. Columna Hawkins. Interesting. Sorry that I was typing at 1130 last night because you don't do anything. That was during the Packer game, okay? (laughs) At 11 o'clock last night? I was getting over the Packer. How'd that game go? Okay. You're crying. I got you. No, my expectations have dropped to the point where I don't really have an emotion either way about the games, especially a game in Buffalo. That's a buzzsaw. We all know that. But everybody who listens to this podcast, their football team is just trading away their entire team, thinking that they're going to be able to draft well, but they're not going to be able to do so. So Terrence Shannon Jr. uh, landing on the Jerry West Award watch list, shooting guard of the year is that award, which in college basketball, everything seems positionless. So the fact that we have a shooting guard of the year, who is the shooting guard for Baylor in 2021? 2020, excuse me. No, 2021. Yeah, 2021. Your boy. I guess Davion Mitchell was a shooting guard, but also they pretty much had three guards and none of them were really – I guess Jared Butler was the point guard, but also all of those guys could – anyway, it's college basketball. Nobody cares about positions, so why yeah. do we have these awards? But, hey, congrats to Terrence Shannon Jr. He'll probably win this. I don't know who else is up for it, but <laughs> there you go. Seems fair. All right. Uh, on to actual basketball. Real basketball where they play 20 minute halves. Um, and you know, teams actually win or lose. I thought they played four four minute situational periods for games these days. Yeah, so did I. And then just ran a bunch of zone defense. Um, all right, Illinois versus Quincy. If you paid ten dollars to uh Big Ten Plus, you got to watch this. Uh, and in the first 10 to 15 minutes. You probably might have turned it off because Illinois did not look good. Did not look good at all. Um, I think Ethan was starting to burn uh, his nice beanie there because he was so mad at this team. Um, (laughs) But here we go. Uh, By the way, Zachary Perrin was spotted there. Um, The kid from France who has to go to uh, intermediate school or what's he going to? Whatever he has to go to. Yeah. Why did you highlight Coleman Hawkins? Columna. Sorry, I typed it wrong. It didn't spell check <laughs> me. All right. Uh, what I'm going to do here, uh, I, I just kind of, you know, put everybody's numbers down, uh, say a little bit about them, and then we'll talk about some other stuff uh, as we go. 
Coleman Hawkins, uh, 23 minutes, six of nine from the field, 15 points. He was one of three from three. He made Illinois' first three-pointer, which I believe was like 17 minutes into the game. Um, and it was a great feed from your boy, Brandon Lieb. Um, 12 rebounds, so a nice little double-double against Division Three Quincy or whatever they are. High school. Uh, four, four offensive rebounds, two assists, two steals, and four turnovers. Not happy with the turnovers. Personally, um, Illinois did look pretty sloppy with the ball uh, most of the game. But uh, uh, Coleman was very efficient. Um, and my question is, can he do this against the Big Ten? And the answer is probably no, but okay, we'll see. Well. Columna Hawkins is never coming on our podcast. Columna Hawkins, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, I am not comfortable at all with him being like a go-to guy for this team. And the good thing is that he doesn't have to be. He doesn't. But I'm also so sick of like projecting like he's actually going to be what we think he's going to be because he's not. Like literally last season, all his – most of – like 95% of his success was against bad opponents, a.k.a. – 17 points against Arkansas State. The only games where you could say he really showed up and was efficient and good against good opponents, Ohio State, he was good. Mm -hmm. uh, Indiana in the Big Ten tournament, he actually figured out how to make threes. Uh, other than that, I mean, I, I know the, the Michigan game at Michigan, he was, he was good despite only scoring six points and being two for seven. He had moments in that game. Uh, but he's not playing a role where he's going to be a hunted player. And now he is this season. Yeah. So I will yeah. believe it when I see it with him. And I don't understand why people are acting like he's like. The, so the only thing I think is is he, what's going to be helpful is is when he is playing the five against bigs like Edie and Dickinson, where they're going to have to come out and play defense against him. Um, so I, I think that he can be that guy. Um, but I don't. I I'm, I'm gonna have to see it to believe it. So, yep. um, R.J. Melendez, 21 minutes, six of ten, also had 15 points. So him and Hawkins uh, led the team in scoring with 15 apiece. He was one for four from three, uh, four rebounds, one block, one steal, one turnover. Uh, I, I I just put R.J. is the R.J. we thought he would be. I thought he was very good. Uh, didn't make a lot of mistakes. And just he was solid. Um, so I, I have high hopes for RJ still. I think that he proved that he can do that um, against any competition. Very excited about that. Uh, your boy, Terrence Shannon Jr., uh, shooting guard for the Fighting Illini. That uh, can't shoot. <laughs> 25 minutes, three of 10 for 12 points, one of six from three, three rebounds, three assists, two blocks, one steal. Only one turnover for him also. Um, the thing about him, he's aggressive. Um, I've been telling everybody uh, that I've talked to because, you know, we're getting into basketball season. We're a week away. Uh, basketball is here. So, you know, I'm kind of famous. So, you know, people see me it's out. True. They, they want to talk Illinois basketball. <laughs> no. um, uh, <clears throat> I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Anyways, uh, his athleticism, very good. Uh, what I was going to say was Brad Underwood has been saying for for how many years Illinois is going to get a shot up in the first seven seconds of the shot clock. He's been saying that. 
This isn't something new, but Terrence Shannon Jr. took that to heart. And if it got under, if it got under like 15 seconds on the shot clock, he was chucking it up. It didn't matter. And I love it. I, I love that he has that aggressiveness. Um, I think he's going to be very good defensively. And, and he has points where he has bursts. And this team ran. Um, I, they had uh, ended up with 22 fast break points. So they're going to get out and they're going to run. And Terrence Shannon Jr. is probably going to lead that charge a lot. Um, excited to see what he does. We're going to have to help. We, you know, the shooting has to get better. Um, the numbers from three were abysmal. Uh, I think they ended, what, what was it? Uh, six of 34 from three point land. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Um, uh, Sky Clark, the other, st- another starter. Um, there's two more that we got to talk about. Sky Clark, 29 minutes. I think he played the most of anybody in this game, which I, I assume they, they just want to get him out there in, in game situations and see how he feels. Uh, four of 11 for 11 points. He was two of eight from three. I texted you at one time and said, Sky Clark needs to shoot more. And, and maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Uh, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, one turnover. Thought he played really well as a freshman, under control in the point guard position. Um, again, shooting just just wasn't there. But you got to think out of all these guys, you know who's played at uh, State Farm Center? Two. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, last starter. Um, were you surprised by this? I think everybody had him penciled in. But Matthew Meyer, um, do you think this is who Goody was penciled in in front of? If that were the case, I don't think I don't think that was. I think it was probably over. Well, yeah, I don't. How does that make sense if it was though? Because that that's a very small lineup, right? Uh, maybe it was over RJ, which I don't think that would be the case. There, I don't think there's any shot. So if there's anybody in the starting lineup that I think doesn't need to be in the starting lineup, I think it would be Matthew Meyer. Um, he played 16 minutes. He was two of seven. Um, he had six points. He was 0 for four from three, three rebounds, two steals, and two turnovers. And as a guy that he, I mean, he's traditionally, when he was at Baylor, he always came off the bench. Um, he he didn't have to start. I didn't think he was any good. I'm just going to throw that out there, and I'm sorry if you listen to this. Well, it's an exhibition Matthew game against Meyer, Quincy, so I think we'll be okay. But he was he was not good. But it's not that big of a deal. He might have been the worst player. It was between the two Baylor guys, I think, yeah. uh, for who yeah. was the worst. So I'm not yeah. worried about it, though. I think I think I would like to see them try Rodgers as the starter over Meyer in the in the first game, but I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, I just don't think Underwood has the stones. I hope he hears this. <laughs> um, yeah, but we'll see what, what Meyer does in the regular season. I think, I think, I don't know. These first three games are not going to really show us that much. I don't think. I mean, you're right. playing. Eastern Illinois, U Eastern of Illinois is like like two three hundred and forty ninth out of three hundred fifty three teams. So, well, on Ken Palm they're three fifty four. Okay, <laughs> whatever. It which is. let me see how many teams there are. Let me scroll. Three three sixty two. Three sixty three. 
Yikes, Jesus, three fifty-four. Yeah. So that's that's so like he might be better you know, than Eastern Illinois. I don't know about that, but <laughs> is Jermaine Hamlin with Eastern Illinois? Uh, I love to see him. There, love to right? see him. Yeah, he did. I don't know if he's still there. Hmm. Uh, and then you have UMKC, who's two ninety-fifth. Then you have Monmouth, who's two fiftieth. So like, you don't really have anything ramping you up. And then you play UCLA, and then yeah. you play Virginia or Baylor. So that's going to be a, the real challenge. So you're probably three and zero going into that, unless there's a shocking game, which. Nickel State, UT, RGV, those couple games last few years kind of stick out. But uh, I'm not worried about Meyer. I think you give it time. Uh, I don't think there's really too much evaluation either way in this game in terms of good or bad. Uh, You're playing Quincy, who was very undersized and very bad at basketball compared to this team. So I'm not going to, you know, say that Meyer shouldn't be playing. Are you trying to be nicer these days or what? What's going on here? Uh, I just don't think that we should act like he's not good at all just because of one game. I mean, okay. especially an exhibition game, and Fair. you know, Fair. I think I think I'm not Meyer saying that he's not good. Goal. And also, I'm think just about this. saying that that he is more he has been more comfortable in the past coming yep. off the bench. I agree. That's all. But that's he all came here probably thinking he's going to be a starter, so it might. Sure, I'm sure they told him that he was going to be. Uh, Steve says Shannon Jr. and Myers. Our position players, RJ and Clark, will lead this team. I think two freshmen might start. Let me raise you three freshmen. That would be <laughs> I don't know if sincere if sincere starts, he might foul out in the first five minutes. Though, so well, uh, <laughs> you know, Clark, Epps. Rogers, and Epps. I think Epps steps in. Probably not. That's probably too small. He's too small. Yeah. yeah. All right. On to the bench. Uh, we still we still got four more guys to talk about because I only talked about nine because Underwood said we're only ten deep. So sorry to sorry to Lieb and Severns and uh, Servin Paxton Severns. <laughs> <laughs> what I say? You said Severns. Oh. Sorry. Isn't it Servin? I mean, Sorry, I pronounced Paxton, his name wrong. Paxton Warden looks like Tyler Underwood out there. Yeah. See, at least I got his name right. I only got his name down here. So good for me. Nailed it. All right. Ty Rogers, first guy off the bench. 17 minutes, two of three, seven points. Uh, he did shoot a three, did not make it. Just it wasn't like the even rest close, of the team. I don't think. Uh, nine rebounds, two assists, two steals, three turnovers. He brought energy. He pushed the ball. He was my player of the game in 17 minutes. I'll I'll say it. That's fine. Uh, he had a really nice uh, spin move during the game. Um, something that I don't know if other guys can do that. Maybe they can. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very high on Ty Rogers. I know you have been. I'm on the train with you. Uh, I I would start him over Meyer right now. I I, I would, but I'm not the coach. And I'm sure Underwood knows what he's doing. He's going to start um, Meyer. They're going to wait. If if Meyer is bad in the first three games, I think you make a change. Yeah, I think you. I think you have to start the experience. I, you know, but I just think that. I think that eventually, it might change. It's it's something you can get away with against these opponents too, probably. I agree. So. Um, Jaden Epps, twenty-one minutes. Three of nine for seven points. One of six from three. He's not afraid to shoot, folks. Uh, Jaden Epps comes on the floor ready to put it up. Uh, two rebounds, one assist, one steal. Big number, zero turnovers. Um, like to see that. 
from a guy that's probably going to play in the two more than the one. But uh, if you're taking care of the ball, I'm excited. Uh, Dane Danger, 16 minutes. Uh, I mean, he, he he was okay. He was efficient, I guess. Four <laughs> of six for eight points, or for yeah, for eight points. Uh, he went 0 for three from the free throw line. So Kofi 2.0, uh, five rebounds, one block, one turnover. I feel like they were really talking up Dane Danger and his footwork and how good he is and how he's lost this weight. I I mean, he do you think he's better than BBV was? Well, <laughs> it was an exhibition game against Quincy, so I'm not gonna Yeah. An ex an exhibition game against Quincy. So 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 to have an inside presence against Quincy, if you can't do that, how are they going to do it against Edie and Dickinson? And I haven't seen everybody. enough to say either way. I mean, okay. I think he probably What's does. What's up, Evan? How you doing? I'm sorry. I'm just ranting about how we didn't play well against Quincy. I think he does more than, than BBV. Like, he can do more. Like, he could probably better score, like an actual threat to score some points. But also... I worry about the slowness. I think Didn't that they might say he lost him. like 60 pounds. I don't remember ever hearing that, but okay. sure. I might have made that up. That's fine. He's if a he, big if, boy. If though. he weighed 400 pounds, then he probably lost 60 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> he is a big boy. Um, I don't, I mean, I guess you put him in for a body sometimes. You're just like jumping like do the you, shark do you, just against it was a, like an exhibition game. You can't just take I, I 10 minutes away from him. All I want, all right? Do you think Dane Danger plays more than eight minutes a game? Yeah. 11 minutes a game. Evan said that he lost 25 to 30 pounds. Okay. That's believable. Yeah. I mean, you got to over-exaggerate for the for the show, though. Okay? He lost 60 pounds. Confirmed. <laughs> 60 pounds. Confirmed. Um, also, uh my, I'd say my second favorite player on the court uh, that night. What was that? What day was that? Saturday? Friday? Friday? Okay. Uh, Sincere Harris. Trent Frazier. Trent Frazier 2.0. With he reminds me of him because he looks like him. Long arms. And he wears the same number. <laughs> and a headband. and has like the same hairstyle, but he's definitely not way skinnier and taller and completely uh, different player. Evan said that Danger never got the ball that much. They were... Chucking up threes. That's true. They were shooting a lot of threes. Uh, Sincere Harris played 13 minutes and not a lot, um, but he did foul out. Uh, he was two of five for four points. Uh, he missed his only three. He took one rebound, one assist, two steals, zero turnovers for him. But his length and his energy, uh, he, I mean, Illinois, Illinois press this game. What? I can't believe people are comparing him to Trent Frazier. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's left-handed and he and he wears a headband. And he's number one. <laughs> um, they couldn't be more different players for the most part. Like it, like they're both good defensively, but also I don't think Sincere Harris is much of a threat to shoot or dribble the ball, and he's bigger. Like I, I don't understand other than just like unless it's a bit, it makes no sense to me. I mean, I I think that people just saw him come in. I mean, you're, you're telling me that when he came in, you didn't say to me he looks yeah, like yeah, but Frazier. not as a player. No, his game's not the same at all. Uh, Harris has a chance to be special, says Steve. I agree. Uh, I I loved 
the way he came in. I loved his energy. Um, I, I love the way they played defense 94 feet. Um, I think that he can be really special, but I think he's going to be, I don't think he's going to be a, a starter. I think he's going to be a 20 minute guy that plays really hard. Like I said, he did foul out. That's just from overplaying a lot um, on, on the defensive end, but man, he, as, as a four-year player, he could be, yeah, very, very, very good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope that I'm glad that I know it's Quincy and I know it's early, but I'm glad that Underwood did go, you know, and of course you're going to give everybody time, but, uh, hopefully this is the way it keeps going. So yeah, years down the road, Kurt so Frazier speaking, yes. 2.0 apparently. So good for him. Very exciting. Um, are you done? Are you done slapping the fans in the face? Okay. Jeez. I mean, you tweeted them back. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Quincy only turned the ball over 25 times, which is pretty low. Would have thought it would have been like 35 times, but either way. I think 25 is low. They had 13 steals. Illinois had 13 steals. Uh, okay. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other stats, uh, 52 points in the paint, 32 points off of turnovers, 29 second chance points. And like I said before, 22 fast break points. Uh, this Illinois team running a full court press, uh, most of the game, a lot of the game, Coleman Hawkins on the point. I think Meyer was on the point some. Uh, Sincere was on the point some. So very interchangeable, very versatile. As uh, is it versatile like or versatile? Say. I think it's versatile. I think it's, I think it's like caramel and caramel. Okay. So people who I... say it a certain way are stupid, and the others are <laughs> smart. Which way do you say it? I go either way with the versatile, versatile, but other people. Oh, I thought you were talking about caramel. Oh, yeah, caramel. I'll call it caramel. I feel like people who <laughs> say caramel are trying to act like they're smart when they're just dumb. I got you. Caramel, Evan, that's the stupidest thing. Evan says that he likes to press a lot, gets into the team's head fast. I do. I, I And we talked about this. We were hoping for this. Underwood had talked about this. I do love it. Um, Any worry about I, the team becoming a bunch of zombies in the second half? though i don't think i don't think when you can you know pretty much replace anybody with somebody um you have to worry about that as much it may be towards the end of the game um but i think at that point underwood's going to rely on his half court defense and you know his playmakers so i don't see it affecting him we'll see i i that is a very good point good work Glad you did something. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. What else do I have here? Uh, things that I've already talked about. Um, good. <laughs> uh, Three-point shooting is a big question mark. We talked about uh, six of 34 for a whopping 17.5%. Um, do you think Illinois improves on that? Do you think Illinois shoots 30-plus threes again this year? Because – I'd be okay if they didn't shoot like more than 25. I mean, I mean, 34 is absolutely insane. I think they will reach that. You know why? They don't have any inside scoring for the most part. So but isn't that the point of the motion offense is to get cutters and yeah, but and they're not going to consistently do that. Which, all season. which you could, you could tell that this team hasn't 
played in – I mean, yeah, they did secret scrimmage or whatever. They haven't played in a game before. There were missed alley-oops. Um, there were missed cuts. There were just some sloppy bad passes. But I think that this team – I mean, this Underwood wants the movement. This team should be able to get to the hoop regardless of size. Um, and, and guys like Sky Clark, who isn't exceptionally tall, can can finish at the basket. Well, so. he absolutely dummied that Quincy player one on one from the top to the bottom. How you doing? Spin move the whole the whole move, and then boom, suck on that. That's pretty much what he said. Evan said they worked on conditioning a lot, so I doubt they turn into zombies. Yeah, but like, there's always a game where it's like, yeah, January I could see that. And, yeah. I could absolutely see that, and we'll um, go, we'll freak out. I'm sure. Yeah, why? I mean, why wouldn't we? And you put, uh, is it a fluke or are they going to miss having shooters like Plummer and Frazier? I mean, they didn't have shooters like Plummer and Frazier in the tournament last season because neither of those guys could make a shot. It's true. So, I mean, there I were game, there were games last year where we talked about Illinois' bad shooting from three, right? Even with, even with the likes of Plummer and Frazier. You're I, relying yeah. on less last season. Like, you're yeah. relying on less players. I mean, do I do I think that Epps is going to go one for six every game, and Sky Clark's going to go two for eight, and you know Terrence Shannon Jr. is going to go one of six? I don't think so. I mean, I think they're more forty percent three point shooters. But uh, uh, Shannon Jr. talked about how you know he's used to playing in Lubbock. It was his first time, you know, playing game situation on that court. He said it might take a little time, but he's going to get used to it. Doesn't sound very positive from the quote. Yeah. Road games aren't, uh, can't be very excited about that. So, (laughs) um, uh, yeah. And then, like I said, Illinois just kind of looks sloppy. Uh, it was eight to two at the first time out. Illinois losing to Quincy. Uh, but Quincy, what Quincy was like banking in threes and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So, yeah. Um, there were, there was uh, one of the alley oops. Uh, Coleman Hawkins decided to not even look through a no look alley oop, and according to Derek Piper, you could hear Brad Underwood say, "What are we effing doing?" So fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's see. That's about it. I got a couple quotes here. Brad Underwood said, "Quote: We got in a better rhythm in the second half. I thought we moved the ball." We took shots in the first half that were really out of rhythm and hard. And like I said about Terrence Shannon Jr., uh, he said, quote, it was different. I'm used to the environment in Lubbock. I made the decision to come here, and this is my new home. It's just me getting comfortable with it. Kind of weird. I don't think the environment of the exhibition game is going to be like a normal, like, the game against uh... – yeah, I don't. I don't know how many Syracuse. people were there, but it definitely wasn't full, right? Yeah, and also, you know, people can't be doing the normal stuff at an exhibition game. You know, what kind of stuff you doing at the game? <laughs> I mean, I'm saying like the uh, the the loud noises. <laughs> oh, I got you. Uh, Steve said the paint will be opened with up with Kofi, without Kofi. This team has three players that like to drive to the paint. They will be fine. Driving to the paint and finishing in the paint, two different things. So. And I'm not, I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying that Coleman Hawkins. That's what I. Can't. That's why. That's where I think that Coleman Hawkins playing the five will benefit Illinois until everybody just drops into a zone and you can't <laughs> do anything. So, um, 
All right, uh, your boy Andy Katz, uh, he had a Dark Horse Final Four put out there. Really went on a limb with these. He had Illinois number two. He had uh, TCU one, who you think's probably one of the national title, right? Good team, good team. Yeah, and then, I mean, Xavier, San Diego State, Michigan State, Wyoming, Dayton, Florida, Miami. St. Louis is kind of one where I, I wouldn't agree with that but uh, you probably would and then saint mary's who i don't even think will get in the tournament because they're going to finish third in the west coast conference so i think the problem for 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 cats here who we know is a a well-known fraud i think the problem is that he literally went with teams that everybody views the same way like oh this team might not be picked to finish high but i think they'll be good i agree that tcu is a good team I agree that Xavier has a good roster. We'll see how Sean Miller does year one there. San Diego State, I think, is really good. I don't see how they're much of a dark horse, but whatever. Uh, Michigan State, I mean, have you watched Izzo's teams in the last few years? I don't think that's a team that's going to get to the Final Four. That's a team that's going to be a 7, 8, 9, 10, or 11 seed and lose in the second round. Yeah. So, I don't see that. Wyoming, not as high on them as most are. Personally, just because them in the tournament last season was so ugly against Indiana, disgusting. And and you're, I know so you're not a big so you're not better. a big Ike fan, right? You know, okay. <laughs> uh, Dayton I think is good. Leave it at that. Florida, I like Todd Golden a lot. I don't I don't I don't see that. I don't see them as a dark horse either. Miami I can see as a dark horse because they had success in the tournament last season and they still have a lot of good players. Uh, and Larinaga. Bayheim Jr. That whole that whole thing on Larinaga looks exactly like him. Uh, St. Louis. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not as high on them as I usually am. Yeah, you're uh, really high on them. Not gonna year. not gonna trust them until I see it. And St. Mary's, like you said, I mean, maybe they'll make the tournament. I don't know. I think it depends on who's better between BYU and St. Mary's. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And to hear more about us ramble about all of college basketball, uh, check out Ethan's Twitter. Oh, that's the wrong one. Check out <laughs> Ethan's Twitter at Ethan Carter SW. Um, we did a full show hour and too long. Um, when do we do that? Friday before yep. the game. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. Um, but yeah. So uh, Evan says, I think Terrence will be at the line a lot this year. I agree. He spelled his name wrong. And yeah, you are all about people spelling people's names right. And then you wrote sinc- in there. Then you wrote sincere down wrong on your notes. So did I shut it? No, I yeah, didn't. because it changed it. Um, what? I agree. And he went three of three from the line or something like that. What a so you stupid go three of three, four, four, five of five. And yeah. I think he's a really good free throw shooter. So I think that's going to be big for Illinois. Um, so what y'all came here? To hear our predictions for this season, Illinois, what are they going to do in our eyes? Zach Bates says (laughs) Coleman is trash. Okay. It's fair. (laughs) Definitely not coming on the show now. He goes on everybody else's podcast. Never going to get him on ours. Um, yeah, you're to come talk trash. Your Illini goggles are definitely on for these predictions. Let me tell you, folks. I mean, Jesus, this was initial. I sat down, I sat down 30 minutes before we started this. I went through it and I'm like, you know, this, this schedule is just really easy, it seems like. So, 
Here we go. You want to go first or what? Uh, let's start with the non-conference. Okay. Um, looking at the schedule, you have three home games against Eastern Illinois, Kansas City, and Monmouth. Reminder that Kansas City beat Missouri last season, so there's a fun fact for you. Uh, then they're in Vegas. <laughs> they have UCLA. Yeah, they're very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCLA in Vegas, and then they'll play uh, Baylor or Virginia after that. Then you come home, you got Lindenwood, where uh, Ken Palm gives them a 99.6% chance to win. Lindenwood, I believe, their first year in D1. So there you go. Uh, then you have Syracuse at home, Big Ten ACC Challenge. Then you have a conference game, and then you have Texas. I believe that's at uh, MSG, right? Yep. Uh, neutral game, Jimmy V Classic. Uh, and then you have another conference game, and then you have December 17th, Alabama A&M, another one of those 300-plus teams on Ken Palm. <laughs> Bragging rights against Mizzou, another neutral site game. Missouri, you know, probably not as bad as uh, we might think they'll be. I don't know. They're 41st on Ken Palm, which is only Their eight coach spots doesn't think they're Illinois. any good because he wants 160 teams in the tournament. That's also long. true. Uh, and then they finish the non-conference on December 29th against Bethune-Cookman. Cookman. <laughs> Cook, Cook'em. Cook'em. So, yeah, the running cookums. A lot of great opponents there. Uh, that's ten games. Uh-huh. I'm gonna put them down for uh, eight and two. Okay, losses too. UCLA. I think they'll beat Baylor or Virginia. Probably, hopefully, Virginia. <laughs> that would make it more likely. Uh, and then Texas. I think they'll lose that game. So okay. Yeah. Um. So this is where I didn't have my Illinois goggles on. I have them at seven and three. I don't think they beat any of those teams that are ranked. Um, I don't think they beat UCLA. I'm guessing they're going to play Virginia. I don't think they're going to beat Virginia. I'm going to drown my sorrows in Vegas. Um, and I think we're actually. Money. I think we're forgetting a game. I think it's actually eleven non-conference games. Oh, good counting. Well, good uh, Ken Palm says thirty, and I think they forgot to include the second Vegas game. We had one job. No. One job, Ethan. Seven. One, two, three, eight, four, five. Nine, ten. Yep, it's eleven. Okay. Well, nine I mean, and two. Excuse me. I lied. I have them eight and three. <laughs> uh so that adds a game yeah. to the regular season as right. well. Anyway, so, yeah. yeah. I I I I feel like I'm picking just... them to lose to Texas just to pick them to lose to Texas. I think they could win that game. Yeah, I think so. So I have them losing, but I think that they they have a chance to win all these games. They could lose to Missouri. I mean, that's a possibility. Yeah, I, I, Missouri, new coach, different roster. They got uh, what's his name, uh, Isaiah Mosley from Missouri State or something. He was really good last year there. So who knows? And they got, like you said, Dennis Gates, who wants to triple the field in March. So. <laughs> Let them uh, all but there is yeah. a lot of a lot of very very bad opponents that they'll be facing. So yeah, um, yeah. So I like I said eight and three. Um, I think they lose to UCLA, Virginia, and Texas. Um, but I think that I, win or lose, those are those are games you want to play. So yeah, um, we're we're gonna find out a lot about Illinois once we get to Vegas and see how they stack up against other top teams in the country. So. And that was kind of the similar stretch that we saw two years ago with Baylor and then playing at Duke. But, of course, that wasn't a very good Duke team. But still, at the time, 
people thought Duke wasn't that bad, but Steve agrees with you. Nine and two, he says. So, and then we pretty much flip flop in the conference play, which the conference <laughs> schedule on paper is quite easy. Super I don't easy. think there's any doubt about that, but I also think there's going to be teams that are better than we think. Scrappy, I believe I'm the same person who picked them to lose to Nebraska last year, the year before that in non conference or in conference play. So it's not good, right? Uh, <laughs> it's pretty stupid, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, the the Fair. conference schedule begins December 2nd. Maryland, December 10th, Penn State. January 4th is when it gets back going with Northwestern and, and so on and so forth. So I have them 13-7 and seven in the conference. 13-7. and seven. So And finishing third, is that correct? This yeah. is this. So Ethan had a nice write-up about uh, the whole Big Ten. You guys can Which go I there forgot, and read it. I forgot an Illinois game, so... Okay, yeah, so it's irrelevant, I guess, but... Technically uh, so, yes. Yeah, but he has uh, Illinois finishing third in the Big Ten behind Indiana and... Ohio State. Ohio State. Bold, so. yeah, not a lot of people have the stones to go bold. Everyone's like, oh, Ohio State's going to finish seventh or eighth. Yeah. No, they're not. Suck it's on fair. that, America. It's fair. All right, uh, 13-7, who, who do you have them losing to? So this is, what, two games worse than two years ago and a game worse than last year? So they went 15, 14, 13, or was it 16, 14, 13? 16. Okay, so um, losses at Maryland. We've seen this movie before. Don't care who's Maryland's coach. <laughs> don't care who their players are. That's yeah, a loss. Home against Michigan is. State. I think Illinois is a much better team than Michigan State, but they're going to lose to Izzo. At least once in the next few years, they beat him twice last season. So they beat him twice last season with uh, Kofi. Was Kofi out in that game at home against Michigan State? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. My memory's awful. There. <laughs> yeah. Uh, home against Ohio State. That's a loss. We've seen that movie as well. Every time Ohio State comes to Champaign, they lose. Now, no Liddell or Branham is definitely a, a major factor here, but I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, losing at Iowa. I don't know. I mean, they went in there and made a ton of shots last season and almost blew it. How still. many? How many points is Chris Murray going to put up against us? Like six, but Sanford okay. will have like twenty-five, and McCaffrey's kid will have like thirty. <laughs> so that won't be that won't be good. Uh, at Penn State, a very scrappy Penn State team. I think that's a loss. I have to say, I think Penn State played pretty well against Illinois last season. Really good defensively. And I don't know if Illinois, like, they still have the same personnel for the most part at Penn State, at least with guards with Pickett still there. Uh, but, yeah, why not? Scrappy Penn State team. Going to lose a game you don't want to lose, and that could be the one. Um, at Indiana, I think Illinois splits with Indiana this year. Um, Indiana's a good team. Illinois went in there and beat them up pretty good last season <laughs> in Bloomington. But – why not lose? And then at Purdue, another why not? I'm just there's really no rhyme or reason. I just don't think they're going to win as many games as they should, or we think they do based on the schedule. But there's going to be some games in there that you wish they would have won. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve is predicting 15 and five, winning it three years in a row. I like it. Which people five. people may look at and be like 15 that. and five. There's no way. Then they hear what you're about to say, and they're like, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Zach says Ty Rogers is going to be a ton for this program. Definitely agree. We talked about him, um, and uh, I said that he was the best player uh, in that game uh, against Quincy. So game it didn't matter. But go ahead. Yeah, game didn't matter, but he's still the best player. Um, yep. So, 
Here we go. Uh, you know, I, I told you that a guy came up to me, right, and said, Illinois might only lose three ga- or six games this year. And we kind of giggled about it and said, no way, Illinois is going to lose probably, you know, nine, ten games. And then I go here, and I and I got Illinois going 17-3, and three, folks. 17-3. <laughs> the schedule is too easy. It's too easy. All right? We play – we. The, the Big Ten is not good this year. I know that I know that you have to say they're good for that article. You I don't write, think they're good. But the Big Ten is not good this year. Okay. Um, every every good team, Illinois either plays once or they play them at home. Wait, that doesn't make sense. But anyways. <laughs> well, also let's think about this. So so not only do I have them going 17 and three, all right, folks. Not only do I have them going 17 and three, of course, they would win. Uh, the conference. If they did that, I have them starting the season seventeen and zero, and then they lose at Ohio State, <laughs> Michigan at home, and at Purdue. <laughs> Book it. So you're saying you're saying, so you're saying so what you were saying <laughs> <laughs> is that they're gonna lose or they're gonna win. Uh, let me let me do a quick math there. <laughs> They're gonna win twenty games in a row. Um, I don't know. When's that Texas game? Okay, so it's Texas. Their last loss is gonna be Texas, and they're not losing until they go at Ohio State. Book it. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, Book it. sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Seventeen and three may not be safe, but I got that money. <laughs> 19 games in a row. Do you know how hard it is to win 19 games? Guys, <laughs> there's no way. Guys, I'm just saying 17 and three. You think they're going to lose hey, their last Hey, three? and everybody that says, oh my gosh, this guy hates this team. He's been talking crap about the about all the players. I think they're going 17 and three at the conference, okay? You're high. I'm just saying. So, so before you call me a hater and you say that, I don't know good basketball and I don't like this team because blah, blah, whatever you want to put on your Apple one-star review. I got but this team also, going 17 and three. But now you're just saying that you're saying that just because you don't want people to think the eighth team. No. You just, you just outed yourself by saying No, that. I am saying I know that, that you don't think that, but you're saying that. Legitimately looking at this schedule, Pins, they got Maryland, okay, win, whatever. They got Penn State at home, win, easy. They got uh, Northwestern, easy win. Wisconsin at home, easy win. Nebraska, psh. Michigan State at home, that place is going to be rocking. I'm going to be there with 10 of my friends, and we are going to have fun. Uh, <laughs> Minnesota, psh, easy win. Indiana, everybody wants to talk about Indiana, Indiana. Indiana so good. You know the only the only big I'm not worried about because I think Coleman Hawkins can handle him is Terrence Shannon Jr. Terrence Shannon Jr. Chase <laughs> <laughs> Jackson Davis. You got me heated. I'm about ready to take the shirt off. All right, all right. It's getting hot in here. Fourteen six. Fourteen six says Zach. All right. Hold on. I need a break. More level. <laughs> I think he's drunk at five o'clock on a Monday, folks. With uh. With these predictions, <laughs> sweating. Are you drunk? No, Jesus. I'm drinking water. I'm just sweating. You got me riled up. All right. Illinois goes 25 and six. They're two seed in the tournament. That's my prediction. You could sell me on that if this were 
Io and Kofi still being here years. That's fine. You could sell me on that. We'll see what uh, happens. Talk we'll about see who's laughing at the end of the year. I hope and I'm it's not. Probably going to be you. <laughs> so, anyways. well, I'll just say this. Uh, I really thought that we were going to temper the expectations a little bit I, with this. I tried <laughs> until I started looking at the schedule, and I'm like, "Who's going to beat them?" We've known the schedule is easy, but you have to like think about at Don't Penn care. State is a hard game to win. Don't at care. Indiana is a hard game to win. They beat Penn State by twelve. At Maryland is always our game, no matter what. And Maryland's more talented, and their coach is a complete moron now with Willard. So I have them going 22 and nine. I think that's good for a five seed in the tournament. So, you know, right around the range you want. I think Illinois being anywhere from three to six is probably ideal, probably realistic. Until the NCAA uh, screws them, but. They'll end up on the five line, and then the four seed will be Houston again somehow because Houston lost like <laughs> right. three games. It'll be like a 28 and four Houston team as a four seed or something. But, uh, you know, I think we got to calm down a little bit. Though. And Bratz is, would said, said he put it, would put a bet on 17 and three and hopes, hope it happens. Yeah, I hope it happens. You mean you're betting you're betting against me? Is that what you're saying? Like there's no shot or they're not gonna win 19 games in a row. That's just I mean, that is insane. Okay. If they if they go into the last three games with what do you have the record as at that point? So that's 19 in a row. That's 17 and 0 in conference. You have three losses plus how many non-conference wins? That's eight. 25. If they're 25 and three, mm-hmm. Going, in, <laughs> what would they be ranked? Like number, would they be number one or two or three? Be, they might be number two. Be three. Up there. The Big Ten is not as good, so that's yeah. the real thing working against you. But probably four or five. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna win nineteen games. Or I just find that hard to believe. But it's fine. You don't have. Hey, you don't have to believe what I believe. Okay. I don't think that you actually believe it, but whatever. I do. Like when I sit down and look at it, that is what I think. So when they lose their first Big Ten game of the year to Maryland, what are your thoughts going to be? Uh, they're going to finish 16-3. and 3-17? No, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we go to the leader predictions, which I don't even have mine of last year because I erased them, but whatever. Uh, I don't think it really matters. Everybody on the team's different. Um, leading scorer. Who's going to be? I got RJ Melinda's 16.2 a game. I'm going to go Terrence Shannon Jr., uh, who plays for Indiana now, apparently. Uh, 14.5 a game <laughs> is what I'll go there. I think it's going to be lower. I, I'm, gonna, I, I'm just warning everybody, TSJ and TJD, I'm going to mess that up <laughs> more times than you'll believe this year. Okay? Just, just I think fair warning. There's going to be like four or five guys that above 10 points. I was gonna say, so, so what do you you think like Terrence Shannon Jr. is going to have like 14 and a half? RJ Melinda is going to have like 14. Sky Clark is going to have like 13. Is that kind of like what you're yeah. thinking? Yeah. I yeah. think that's the most obvious thing for this team to do given the depth and minutes and, you know, sharing of the ball. Uh, rebounds. Uh, Coleman Hawkins, uh, 8.1. It's another stat where I think it's going to be similar. I'm going to go 7.3 because I think Dane Danger is going to average five or six. I think uh, Rogers will average four or five. I think Clark will average a few. So, yeah, and I think Dane Danger might lead. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. If, if Dane Danger averages six rebounds a game, 
just like you're you're putting a target on the back before he even plays a real game. Jesus. Talk about a hater. Did you watch him play? It's an exhibition game. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. If he plays like that against Eastern Illinois and plays that many minutes and they actually need him to be good, then it's a problem. Or if he does against Monmouth or Kansas City, or if he plays against UCLA and looks like totally lost deer in headlights type stuff, then yeah, it's an issue. But it's it's an exhibition game against Quincy. He's never played with any of these guys before. He's got everybody talking him up, which that can't be good. I mean, I don't know why Underwood does is he puts like impossible expectations on his team every year. I he thinks that. he's talking him up, but then he's like, oh, God, we're probably going to go 85-0, and 0, and we're going to win 19 <laughs> games in a row. But no, I just – then it makes the fan base that much more impossible to deal with when the team's 8-4. and four. It's just like you wonder why we – and nothing wrong with this, but Illinois fans, we have a reputation. We have a reputation for the craziness that can ensue, which is a good thing mm-hmm. a lot of times. But also it can get out of hand. And when I, I watched when I watched Titus and Tate talk about the Illinois-Kansas scrim image – Shout out to Bench Warmers. Hell of a film. Scrim Image. Uh, nailed it. Great delivery on that line. Uh, but Until you had to explain it. Yeah, that kind of ruined it a little you know. bit. Not that. I didn't ruin it that much. I ruined it a little bit. But, you know, I know comedy when I see it, of course. Um, they were talking about – I'm about to lose my train of thought like you did earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. They were talking about – they made a good analogy about the way that Illinois' fan base is, and I thought it was it was accurate. So check that out. Anyway – where was I going with that? Uh, all right, assist leader. Going to assist leader. Uh, I got Karen Shannon Jr., um, not uh, Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, I have him at four point eight. I think that he is gonna. There's gonna be a lot of drives and kickouts, kickouts with him, a lot of open court running with him. So I think that he will lead the team in assists. You're assuming that anybody that gets the ball on a drive and kickout can actually make the shot. That's a, that's a tough bet. Wow. Well, I mean, wait, hold on. So I can't I can't speak <laughs> ill of Dane Danger, but you can talk about how bad Illinois shoots in an exhibition. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Well, we didn't go into the season with the expectations I, that they I mean, would be. I mean, good one at one is just shooting better. The other is competence. Anyways, go ahead. Dane Danger's a hell of a ball player. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Next Kofi from best, what I heard. Best footwork I've ever seen. From Sky game. Clark 5.4 is my pick. Uh, I think he's going to be having the ball most of the time. He played a lot of minutes in that scrim image, I think, or in that exhibition, excuse me. I mm-hmm. think he's going to play a lot uh, of minutes this season. I think they're going to use him effectively as much as possible. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt again. So assists, yes. And yeah. maybe, you know, well, last year we both had Curbelo, right? So that worked out well. Uh, <laughs> steals. Sir, are you saying that Sky Clark's going to get hurt? <clears throat> I'm saying that Sky Clark's not a maniac. Oh. All right. Steals. I have coming off the bench, maybe playing 15 minutes a game. Trent Frazier. Sin- sincere Trent Frazier Harris. Why is it sincere? You know, why is it spelled like that? I That's don't know. stupid. I don't know, and and I try to type it in, and spell check just wants to change it every time. So I, I can see check. I could two and a half two and a yeah. half steals a game by him. I could see Sincere Harris doing that, and that's what I'm gonna call sure, him the rest of the season. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna go Sky Clark. I think top of the perimeter, you know, getting in passing lanes. We saw that against Quincy, which 
Once Who again, cares? it's Quincy. So, you know, <laughs> they're, they're probably not going to be the smartest team or the best team at moving the ball around the perimeter. But, uh, yeah, I could see Sky Clark. I think it's either going to be Sky or Sinsire or uh, Ty Rogers, maybe. I think it's going to be a freshman, though. I'd be surprised if it weren't a freshman. I agree. Maybe RJ. Maybe RJ. But, yeah, yeah a breakout player, which is like – I'm almost wondering we should just remove this from the predictions because it's like fair. You can't pick a freshman. We can. You could, but it's like I mean, no, we can you, remove it. I don't really yeah. care. What are you breaking out from if you're a freshman? You know, I just I it was always funny because I would pick somebody that wasn't any good, and you'd pick the one that everybody said was going to be a breakout player, and now we flip flop. So That's here true. we go. Go ahead with your breakout player this year. The expectations are not high for this guy. If he comes off the bench and let's say Danger is what you think he is, which is not good, this guy is probably going to be playing some minutes. So if he averages like two points and two rebounds, that's a breakout season for Brandon Lee. I mean, sure, I'm sure. dead serious. I mean, I can't get through without laughing, but I'm dead serious. That's true. Why not? Yeah. What his expectation a breakout season for him is averaging two points and two rebounds. Playing in non playing Trash eight minutes time, per right? game and I mean know, just playing, playing just playing yeah. not at the end of games and actually during games. Being the number 10. Do you think Brandon Lieb moves in, can even move into that role where like BBV was like, got, got, you know, two, three minutes here and there. Cause I don't see it. I you mean, you seem I, to think that Dane danger is a waste of space. So if he's that bad, then what are they going to do? Lieb's got to play, right? Who, what are they going to have Paxson Warden who looks like he's five foot two out there play? I, no, you put Ty Rogers in and you haven't put an elbow into, into Zach Eady's kidneys. That's what I'd do if I was a coach. Anyways, my breakout player, surprise, RJ Melendez. Oh, my God. What a fraud. <laughs> you should have some stones and pick Connor Servant. Uh, okay, the guy that picked Coleman Hawkins last year when everybody else was saying the same thing. Did I do that? Yes. That's a mistake. Jeez. <laughs> There's never anybody that can, like, really break out on this team, like – I guess RJ's the guy, but everybody else is picking him. People can say, oh, Coleman Hawkins is going to break out. I hate to break if it. Luke if Luke Goody folks. wasn't hurt, I would have picked Luke Goody, by the way. If Luke Goody wasn't hurt, I would have picked Paxton Warden. So um, I just wonder, like, for Hawkins and people thinking that he could break out this year, it's like, I don't think he's better than what he's shown for the most part. I mean, I, I like it's not like Coleman Hawkins was a five star coming in that everybody eventually is going to be good. I think like everybody just, thought Coleman Hawkins was going to make this leap like he was NBA caliber, like kind of like the Keegan Murray leap. And I, I don't think I think that he might improve to, you know, 12, 14 points a game. But I don't think he's making a, a, as big as leap as people think that he probably will. Um and, and I, I hope I, I I I honestly hope I'm wrong because if he can make that leap, it's going to be huge. I just he doesn't. I don't think that he has the same skill set as a guy like Keegan Murray. It's also impossible or, for him to make that leap because Underwood's not going to hand the keys to Coleman no matter what, like Fran did for Keegan Murray. True, because this team has Very a true. lot more players capable of doing things than in than Iowa did last season. So. Yeah. It's like impossible for him to make that jump. And also, let me break right. it to you, Iowa fans. There's any Iowa fans watching? <laughs> Losers. Chris Murray stinks. Whoa. So, so stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Chris Murray stinks. Fair. He's as bad as your offense in football, who miraculously scored like 20 points last week against Northwestern. So congrats. But 
Chris Murray is not who you think he is. If you if you're an Iowa fan and your big thing is Chris Murray's going to break out, you should look at a different player on your team that actually could break out and nobody's talking about, but only college basketball savants like myself, really. Uh, the only the only guy that they that they that we think of as savants, Peyton Sanford. That's who's going to break out, not Chris Murray. So stop with you, Chris Murray. Chris Murray, Morey. BS. All right. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Uh, Illinois football. I mean, I feel like we just got to say it just because, you know, why not? Um, seven and one, six games in a row. Don't tell you. Uh, exciting stuff. Their defense is mediocre, I think. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, pretty cool. I, I, think, I think that Illinois football being good. It's going to take a lot of heat off of a chance of Illinois basketball not starting off as hot as everybody thinks they're going to. So uh, it'll be interesting because in in the middle of that, you know, uh, Vegas, UCLA, whoever they play is the Illinois-Michigan game. So that could alleviate some pain if Illinois could pull off a win against Michigan. Yeah, I hate to break it to you, but that's not going to happen. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying it could alleviate. Well, there's a 0% chance that it does happen, so there's no alleviation regardless. But I will say this about the football team. (laughs) You hate them. I will say that. You do hate them. (laughs) What Um, do you mean? I mean, if a team gives up a couple bad drives, a couple you know drives, you're like, okay, what are they doing? You can't just – you can't talk about how – Nobody just tweet about it all the time. You can't just tweet about it all the time. I do that with teams I care about. I'm not the biggest Illinois football fan, but I do support the team. Uh, I will also say this in confidence to you, and then you're out here telling the whole whole podcast world. Uh, Steve says Chase Brown will break out for the Heisman. I and I I respect the fact that Steve thinks that and that he listens to this podcast. He's a big supporter of ours. We appreciate that, but that's just going to say no. Yeah, (laughs) an Illinois running back, unless they're undefeated and he has the best draft in the country by a mile, it just doesn't happen. Sadly, he's just not. Yeah, he's not. And it's not his fault. So you know, I think he might um, get invited though, which would be cool. uh, Probably not, but maybe if if they do go eleven and one and they beat Michigan, which yeah. It's tough, maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, um, it's like a Purdue or Michigan State, Purdue, Michigan, Northwestern. If they seem to be in the driver's seat to get to in, Indianapolis right. to play Ohio like, State or Michigan. They need to, what, beat Purdue? And I would think going three and one. And they're probably good. Yeah, three and one would seal the deal, but two and two. Two and two with a win well. against Purdue. Michigan State this week. I think I think Illinois is a minus 16 and a half against Michigan State. Uh, I think it started at like 10. And then I saw moved. 16 and a half. So I, I also – the big – Michigan well, State, they lost two starters from that, whatever they did. I, I don't pay attention. We've talked for five minutes about football. It's, it's well, you know, do they even have an Illinois football podcast? Probably not. Nobody <laughs> even cares. But uh, I will say this uh, – Illinois' defense is giving the apparently mediocre defense is giving up nine points per game, <laughs> and Michigan State's defense is giving up like twenty eight. So if Tommy DeVito and Chase Braun can figure it out, they'll be fine. Um, and also maybe it's Isaiah been fun. Been fun to watch. Uh, maybe maybe Mr. Williams should not fumble while trying to make a move with not even getting touched. That that would help as well. So uh, yeah, Illinois football podcast, very nice. Maybe we should do it, uh, but but we won't. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking we do like a Q&A or a, uh, another little live stream before the season begins. I don't know what day we could do that. Steve, uh, Steve what's your schedule look like? <laughs> that's, 
that's pretty much the only person that would tune in. That's yeah, right. Evan, Evan as well. Shout out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll try to do that maybe for the season. Are we doing a watch party for the first game? Because if we are, I have hope. hope. Yeah. You know, so you know how it goes. But yeah, eight yeah, o'clock game. The on a plan. Morning. The plan is watch party for the first game. So hope to and see the first there. game is next that changes, Monday, we'll let you know. Eight PM, ESPN U. Somehow. Oh man, that's it is an eight o'clock game. Time. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> aren't you the guy who plays PGA Two K Twenty Three until like midnight? Anyway, uh, I wonder what the line's going to be on this game. I'm thinking right. Illinois minus like twenty one and a half, twenty two and a half, somewhere in that range. But we won't get too far ahead of ourselves. We'll talk about that in the Q and A live stream thing that we'll probably do at some point before the season starts. So, all right, I think that's. I think we've all seen enough. Um, but. The good news is with the season starting, we're pretty much going to be back once every a game, lot. once every two games. A so lot, it's yeah. it's going to be happening a lot. So we're uh, back. We hope uh, you didn't miss us too much, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure everybody listening to this episode is really put off by this podcast. Full time podcast action coming, not yep. this one once a month stuff. So be ready, uh, be ready to give us those one stars on the Apple Podcasts and uh, tell us that we don't know anything. DeMonte. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. There we go. We'll Listen. see you. Thanks, we'll everybody, for uh, coming out and commenting. That that always means a lot when you guys are actually here watching us live. Um, for everybody that watch, that listens later, thank you, guys. Go line eye. Season is getting ready. We're excited. And follow the podcast Twitter account at Podcast Line A. Uh, and we'll see you next time for episode 120.